Well, good morning, Michael. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good, man. Welcome, listening, viewing family to the No Hissy Fit Zone. Yeah. Bada boom. Bada boom. <laughs> Let me see if I can. How are things this morning in Florida? We got about a foot of snow yesterday in Massachusetts. Yeah, we've been waiting for the snow, but nothing's showed up yet. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, it's still early, though. It's only like almost nine o'clock. Those weathercasters keep getting it wrong down there. <laughs> wow. We've been off for a couple of weeks. I missed you last week. Yeah, so your trip was good to California? I was out in California, which was wonderful. It was a quick trip. I mean, literally Thursday to Sunday. And half of Thursday was travel, and all day Sunday was travel. So it was kind of like three nights and two and a half days. But it was awesome. JD and the Retro Riders had a pretty big gig, so we are going out there for that. They had a guest drummer I heard about who jumped in, and we had some fun. You heard about the guest drummer? Yeah, that's, I, I heard it was going to be me, so I thought I'd better be there. They'd be ready, yeah? <laughs> yeah, they did a great job. They did three sets at this place. Their first two sets were all their original music which just keeps getting better and better. They are writing some really cool pop rock. Big seven-piece band, two female backup singers. And musicianship is spectacular. The drummer is amazing. And they really sound great. Um, the third set was all covers, and so I jumped in on a Tom Petty tune, and we had some fun. That's awesome. But it's just neat to be, you know, here we are in end of February. It's been a winter in Massachusetts, a mild winter, quite frankly, but to get to go hang out in 72 degrees and 78 degrees and sunshine and walk in the Huntington Beach Pacific Coast Highway. It was spectacular. So one of my friends, I think I think I told you, Mike Sawyers, um, he, has a that name. he has a booth at the flea market where he sells used, used musical equipment and he's an artist, so he sells his own art and stuff. And oh, wow. Albums and stuff like that. He's a real cool, real cool guy. And he was asking me, so what do you have for a rig right now? So I says, oh, I can't even explain it to you. I have to show you a picture. I was telling the story about when uh, you and Joe were in the car, and I, Joe asked that question. I says, I, I have to send you a photo. I can't explain it. <laughs> he saw that photo. He was Lear's dying laughing. He was <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> that is funny. I know the one you're talking about. I think you need to be either a guitar player or certainly a musician to fully appreciate that. I know. It's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's amazing. That is fun. So we had a great time out there. It was a lot of fun. My buddy Steve, Joe's brother, was out with his daughter Grace, who's one of my favorite people. And um, yeah, just restaurants and sunsets and pool, hanging out with the pool at the resort and you know, uh, poolside. And How was the weather out there? It was really nice. It was just sun. I think for them, it was a little chilly, like even hanging out at the pool on Saturday afternoon. We just spent we were at the pool from like 11 to four, just hanging out, waitress service, lunch, and it was great. But I had a hooded sweatshirt on at the pool and don't even think I took it off all day. And it was a, I used a towel around my legs just for like a breeze and you can control the uh, sun with, a, with those big umbrellas because I got a little bit of sun the day before. I literally just looking into the sky, into the sun for 20 minutes. I was like, well, I'm getting burned already. It's amazing. But so, um, I'll take this personally, but... Um... Putting the towel over your legs shouldn't be just for your benefit. It should be for the people that are there so they don't have to, don't get to see your legs. Well, those are the ones who asked me to do it. Oh, that's loud. I think that was the wrong um, sound effect. 
And they were the ones, speaking of waitress surface, oh, look at this. That's not my hand. These are my hands holding a cup of coffee. It was just delivered to me. Is yours real coffee like mine? We got similar looking mugs. Look at that. I'm doing the, uh, the Zoom meeting special coffee. But as far as you know, it's just hot tea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny when I do that, when I start pouring in the thing, you always Think do the thing it. with your lips like you're, like you're doing it too or something. It's funny. <laughs> Hand delivered. So who's Great the uh, coffee deliverer? GreatLynnDevinKeepa.com. Wow. You mean... Uh, Thank you. From the mortgage company, right? Mm, the mortgage company. Oh. Oh, everything. There it is. Be the cross country mortgage group, the Devin Ash group of cross country mortgage. Wow. That's going to be a free because they already sponsored the show two weeks ago. So I'm not going to charge them again. How's that invoice going, by the way? Did I get through the system yet? <laughs> I brought you coffee, paid in full. Paid in full. So, um, she bought coffee for you, but she didn't buy coffee for the other host. I mean, this the this two. Well, she sees that yours was full already and didn't need a. You didn't need to top it off there. Well, I'm full of it already. This is the second voice we've had on our podcast, other than you and I. Yeah, but we're not going to have to um, edit her cursing now. No, no, that's, that's true. <laughs> or are we? <laughs> I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. And she's gone. Thank you. <laughs> Edit her recording. That's funny. <laughs> How's Jason? How's my man Jason? Uh, he's he's um, it's crazy right now. Oh, in a back, good way or a bad way? What's that uh, mean, crazy? I don't know, crazy, but that's not the right word. But a while back, he, he um, put a contract on a house that he wanted to buy. Oh. And the deal was that he was, um, he gave the guy a $5,000 deposit. And then um, Jason would move in before they even closed and pay $500 a month to rent one of the rooms. And then after they closed, the guy could uh, pay $500 and stay there if he wanted to, so he could have a place to live. Well, the guy didn't get reneged on the contract and uh, kept the $5,000 deposit. So, um, you know. That's not good. So Jason is, um, you know, taking it to court and stuff and trying to, I said, listen, the, the guy doesn't want to sell the house. Just fight for the $5,000 that, that he owes you, but don't, this guy's like, he's a, a Marine, um, mm. ex-Marine guy. Was, from, from what I hear, he's not uh, all there and you going to kick him out of his house. There might be problems there. Wow. But he's not really listening to that. Everybody's telling him to stay away from that. <laughs> it can't be a good thing. And he's not really paying attention <laughs> He's so interested in getting the house that he's he might be putting himself in, in danger. I don't know. I shouldn't be saying it. <laughs> possibility. But when you say crazy, that kind of is pretty descriptive, actually. The word crazy is funny, it gets used all the time. It really doesn't have a definition unless each person defines it. But that's a pretty good crazy situation. I think it is, yeah. So um wow. Usually crazy means like, oh, I'm so busy. Crazy busy. That's what I think most people use it with these days versus that guy's literally tapped crazy. Yeah. 
smaller situation. Oh, I gotta hit the the the, the um, hot tea again. <laughs> so I don't what know. What else is new? What's going on with you? What's happening? So a real good friend of mine that, that we've been good friends since the seventies. Whoa! Had never watched one of our episodes, uh, you know, the podcast. And the one that he watched was the last one where, where I was talking about what happened with me in Oysterbone. Uh huh. So he watched the first seven minutes and then he called me. He says, "Hey, what's going on?" He says, "I never watched your podcast." And this, I see that, and he's like, he's like, totally trying to give me support and stuff. But you know that old saying, um, "Add insult to injury." Yeah. I don't think he meant to do that, but he did that to me. Oh. Because we're talking about it, and he's um, I mean, he's a real nice, awesome, awesome guy, but. Somehow he said, well, you know, uh, I know what happened, you know, why they fired me is because of Robin Williams. I'm like, huh? Because Robin Williams was one of those guys that um, was always on, I mean, always on, so much so that his friends didn't even like to hang around with him because he, he could, they couldn't get a word in, or it was just too much. And I know I always try to be funny, but not like that. I'm not Robin Williams. So he slapped me with that, and I was like, what the heck, man? That was, there was no necess- not necessary. I think I'm going to change this podcast from being a nice guy to being a total jerk and tell people off. You know what I mean? We'll have to change the name if you do that, but sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Hissy hissy fit zone. (laughs) Yeah. It's just who am I going to pick this week to have a hissy fit on? Did you call him out on this or did you kind of say like. When when he said it, I was like stunned. And then I thought about it. I I should have said something. I'm going to say something. Say. Please explain to me what you meant by that, because uh, you got me reeling over here. I'm not sure what's going on. That, that you know, and he has a good sense of humor. I have a good sense of humor. We, we laugh all the time. We've done that since the '70s. And for him to say that, it's almost like he does. He thinks I'm a, an overdoer or something when it comes to, to being funny. I'm not sure. Mm. I was just shocked by it. <clears throat> I was shocked by two things. Number one, that he had never seen one of our podcasts, and number two, that he said that to me. Calls himself a friend that hasn't seen a podcast. Come on. Yeah. You got like 21 opportunities to watch podcasts now. And I, I even talked to him about uh, being a guest on the, on the thing because he's such a cool guy and funny and very interesting. So I said, hey, maybe we should be a guest one of these days. And he never took me up on it. But now he's, now I'm talking about That's three it. things to be three things to be upset about. Man. Yeah. Although I liked the very first thing you said was, I'm sure this guy didn't mean to make me feel this way, but. He did, yeah. Because that's an important consideration. Like, you know his heart and you know he's not looking to hurt you, but that's huge. Well, now, now because of that, I'm questioning whether or not he ever really enjoyed having those conversations with me where I was being funny and he was being funny. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he thinks I'm a 50 years? You think he's been faking it for 50 years? I don't know. It It was just strange, man. I would say he's probably not been faking it for 50 years. And I think he also probably didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Oh, uh, you're right. I know you're right. I'm just. I know you're hurt. You know, I'm trying to bring that up to him, but I don't want to hurt the relationship if that's not, that wasn't the intention, obviously. So I heard this about a year and a half ago, and I've been talking about it and using it ever since. And it perfectly applies here. And in any relationship, seek to understand versus be understood. Right. The other thing is that um, not easy. you and I have known from uh, from from a thing that I did with it before. The guy with the experience is never at the mercy of the guy with the theory. 
Right. I was in that situation. My experience was the ten years of that that with the with the, with with my ex band. And he has a theory about what happened, but I I have the experience, so I can't. Uh, I'm not I'm not at his mercy. Right. So by the way, he was probably trying to come up with something to rationalize what had happened to make you feel better about it. Yeah, but he assumed that I was doing something that, um, you know, being on all the time. That's, that's the reason why the guys uh, fired me. You know, he was wrong there because that's, that had nothing to do with it. Right. But I think his intent was to try to make you feel better about a crummy situation. So remember how I told you, I, I thought that um, the singer just wanted to bring in a new guitar player that's a friend of his. Yeah. Well, they already played one gig. And the guy that, that the guitar that replaced me, guitarist that replaced me, is the guy that was in his band when he played in high school. He was a guitar player back then. So they, the, and then this guy goes and they do a, a, a gig. You know, there's like, I don't know, we did three hours worth of music. How does the guy that never rehearsed with a band get in and just play all those songs? Unless somebody was already getting together with him and playing those songs together or something. I mean, I don't know of that course. for sure, but it seems to me like that's what happened. Well, of course. Sometimes I'm so smart that I, I hurt myself. I did say sometimes. <laughs> Boom. If I recall, last time we recorded, you were jamming with a couple of guys the next day. Yeah. Tell me about that. So uh, I think I told you about the, uh, I said jam with these two guys that, um, well, one of them is Fred, the guy that's the real good blues guy. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that had a stroke and couldn't play the guitar at all. He didn't even remember he had the guitar. Yeah. I remember you talking about Fred. Yep. So then I told you about Jason. Jason had a, a heart, heart attack and a stroke. And he says he can't play the guitar anymore. Because one time I was at his, his condo, and he has three guitars on the wall. I said, um, hey, what's the deal with the guitars? He goes, well, I, I don't play anymore. I said, why not? He goes, because I can't play. I don't know how to play anymore. I said, what do you mean you don't know? So he's telling me that um, he doesn't know how to play. <clears throat> then we did some real estate stuff. And then after I said, hey, let's go over there to the living room. I want to sit down and talk to you. He goes, what's up? I said, let's go over there. So we sat down and says, grab one of those guitars. Give me one, you grab one. Let's plug those things in and let's play a song. So I told you I can't play. I says, yes, you can. So I so then he's looking at me like I'm crazy, right? He says, so plug it in. So I says, you know how to do an E chord? He says, uh, yeah. I says, go play one. So he does an E chord. He says, how about an A chord? He goes, yeah, I can do that. I says, okay. So I started, I says, just follow me along, you know, and I was changing from the uh, E to the A to the A, and I was doing like a nice, nice uh, rhythm thing. And I started singing, uh, Are You Ready by Grand Funk Railroad. And his eyes lit up because uh, he realized that he's playing a song. I think I told you that last last week, right? Didn't I? Uh, <clears throat> or two weeks ago. But anyway, he's all excited. So he came over here because he wanted to meet Fred because Fred is the guy that couldn't play at all and now can, is, is like totally. Wow. And so he came in and played a little bit with us. And at first he was kind of, I said, no, just grab the guitar and play. So I still have his guitar right here behind me. He, he liked it so much. He says, can I leave the guitar here? Because he's expecting for me to invite him back in or something. I don't know. <laughs> That sounds like it was a great day, my goodness. Yeah, it was fun, man. Wow. But anyway. All these stories, I kind of, I feel like I want to help naming this band. This is all sorts of stories. Heart attacks and strokes. The band that, that I was on, Oyster Bone, should, should be renamed to um, Backstabbing Boners. I like that. It's got a nice ring to it. Boom. Have they kept their name? Oh, yeah, of course, they're going to keep the name. I don't even know how I can uh, pre prevent them from using the name, but I would love to. Yeah. 
That is ego and hurt. And I'm totally with you. My thought was that Terry never liked the name of the band anyway. So screw those guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Backstabbing boners. <laughs> wow. So just make sure you just make sure you run the next band name by Terry before you make it official. Start making banners printed. <laughs> you know, my first band that I played in was was called the Deep Freeze. The Deep Freeze. So I think my first band I played in was called Lazarus. So the first time we played it was like three songs uh, in, in between um, Louis' um, band. I don't know if I told you the story or not, but. Um, it's a story. Huh? <laughs> it's going to be a story, no question. I'll tell you now. Hey, we're going way back. So anyway, um, we thought of some songs, you know, none of us had ever played anything before, except for his brother, brother George played a little bit. None of us had an instrument. We never had anything. I told you how we started doing it. But anyway. Oh, I love that story. We're supposed to play three songs during this band's break. And I was supposed to start up. I was supposed to enter, do the intro to uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. But what he did is he turned the, the, the lights off in the, in the hall because he had like stage lights. And I was supposed to do the intro. Then everybody's coming. He's going to hit the lights and it would be like a big thing, you know, for, for five guys I had never played before in front of people or anything. But I wasn't doing anything. So he comes over and says, what's the matter with you? I says, he, he used a couple F words. Says, you know, I says, I can't see the guitar. He goes, oh, come on, man. So he went over and turned on one of the little lights. I could see it. Because you had to see where they put your fingers for the chord? Yeah, I didn't know. At first, he had put my hand on the thing and he put it on the guitar. So he goes, so what? Now I know what I do with the first chord is, but where are the other two? I don't know where to go. I can't see it. He goes, come on, man. I says, I don't know. I'm not I'm not you. So anyway. <laughs> I'm good for a one chord song. <laughs> but here's, here's the funny part. Before that, we didn't have a band, a band name. And uh, the five of us were went over to, we were in Marlboro, so we went to Rich's department store. I don't even know why. Just walking around, you know. And Rich's then, uh, department store? Rich's. I think it was called Rich's department store or something. But anyway, uh, yep. these uh, sweatshirts with pictures of uh, like cartoon penguins. Okay. If you, if you can picture the, 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 the picture thing was that it was like they were in a lake that was frozen and the snow was like pushed up to the sides. Yeah. And they were playing hockey. And the penguins. thing on the bottom said deep freeze, right? And the, the letters had like the uh, the icicles on them and stuff. It was really cool. So I said, hey, guys, how about if we, buy a, we each buy one of these sweatshirts? We could be called Deep Freeze. So they liked it. So we did it. Wow. The only problem was the sweatshirts were really hot. <laughs> Playing all these summer gigs. Before, before we get to the third song, we all wanted to take them off. I said, no, keep them on. One more song. Come on. <laughs> Deep Freeze. Yeah, what a crazy thing, huh? That's so funny. You got me thinking way back. So yeah, Lazarus was a band. Um, God, what did we even do? I think we, and, and the funny thing was we actually, our first gig, we actually got paid for was in a church hall. So here we are called Lazarus and we're playing a church hall. Oh. Of course, we, there was no connection there. We had no idea, you know, there was a person named Lazarus or a story there, but we yeah, played yeah. this church hall, Our Lady of Fatima. We got paid $25, and I remember splitting up because each person got paid $6.25. So there were four guys in the band. And I want to say we did – I don't know why this is coming up for me, but I think it was that Hendrix tune. Um, 
have to think about this for a second. Um, that's so funny. All those early bands, Lazarus. And then there was another band later on. We played, the, of course, Babla Bands in the high school gymnasium. <laughs> wow. See, back then, when, when you and I first met, I never knew that you were a musician back then. Well, you know, it's funny. By the time we, so this is all through high school. Like I, I started taking drum lessons in elementary school, like with the concert band, fifth grade. <clears throat> and then junior high i still call it junior high school although that term has gone away and been replaced by middle school you know just concert band stuff and i guess i started i had a drum set and jam with guys like in basements my friend stein i think i'm going to be with stein next weekend he um he's got a cassette recording of us doing really butchered um a whole lot of love i mean we're talking like 19 I'm guessing 77. I mean, you know, um, so, but then high school and I went off to college and just dropped it. I didn't even consider myself to be a drummer. And I remember getting rid of the drums and then just, I know, you know, it's fun, funny. I never stopped tapping the steering wheel and just, you know, doing that and never realized how much of that really made me a drummer. And so then it was probably, 20 years later, longer than that, I was out in California, Joe's house, and he's always been a playing musician. And what he would do with a guy was they recorded, um, they recorded drum tracks and bass tracks to their music. And they'd play that through a PA system. And then they would play live guitar over the drum and bass tracks. And so I jumped behind the drum set to start to play along. And of course there was recorded drum tracks too. And it's like, you still got this. You got to do this. And I'm like, you know, it's funny that so many times in life, the stuff that we do, you need someone else to believe in you first before you even start to believe in yourself around it. Right. And that was Joe saying, you still got this. You've got to do this. And he kind of sparked some interest. And I came home from there and bought a drum set. I remember that whole story, eBay. I saw this set on, on, uh, on eBay. The guy didn't have one picture. He was selling a drum set, but he was local to me. So he had a phone number, I guess, because I went by to see the drum set. And I knew he wasn't going to sell this. It's not a picture. I said, listen, if the auction ends and it doesn't get sold, call me. So I bought the drum set from him and started taking lessons and jumped into a cover band, which evolved into Mr. Joe. I'm not sure you ever saw those guys, but it was pretty significant. And so I had started this whole track again. This has got to be, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. So when you and I first met in the eighties, I wasn't a drummer. I wasn't even, it was in my hiatus. Oh, okay. That's funny. Long answer. I'll never ask that again. Too funny, huh? So you know, in the high school book, the high school yearbook, mm-hmm. and they have your photo, and usually there's like a little statement underneath it or something. And people mm-hmm. say uh, whatever they want to do, whatever you know. What... So mine said um, my name, and it said, "We'll buy a Les Paul guitar and learn how to play it." Wow! What do you think of that? I heard that your high school voted you most likely to buy a Les Paul guitar and learn how to play. Now, the other thing that's funny about my uh, high school yearbook 
is that my photo was under my friend's name and his was under my name. Wow. So the little thing about buying a Les Paul and playing it, it was under his photo, not mine. What's that guy doing today? Is he playing I, I, a Les Paul? I still get emails and stuff to, to, uh, you know, for the yearbook thing or whatever, where you can go in and communicate with people from the school on the yearbook. You know, Dear the... Charlie, and you're still getting this thing? No, I um, I never signed up for that, but I, I get all kinds of comments. You know, they send the thing saying, hey, do you know this person? You know, and I look at I know, I don't know. I went to a vocational high school. So, you know, we had a week of uh, regular classroom and a week of being in a shop. I was a computer programming and data processing guy. Ah. Whew. I mean, I don't even know why I chose that, except for I knew it was an up-and-coming thing, but that's not my thing. Wow. What was the name of the school? Aspen Valley Regional. Sure. And actually, sure. At the time, it was supposed to be, it was like a brand new school. And it was the first high school ever that uh, that had the computer programming program. Yeah. It was the first high school ever that belonged to the DPMA, which is the Data Processing Management something, something, I don't know what it was. But usually wow. colleges would belong to that, but we were the first high school because we qualified. We had the, the top of the line equipment and I, Actually, they had good grades on it. It just not, wasn't my thing. I never wanted to do that as a as a job. Right. That a general was going to hire me, but I was going to be on a third shift. I said, no, that's not what I signed up for, man. <laughs> they said, you haven't signed up for anything yet. We're offering you a third shift. You said, no thanks. I'm going to no go play Les Paul. Yeah, I don't want to. you see that picture of um, Paul McCartney with Les Paul? Yes. That's funny, wasn't it? Yeah. I saw another one this morning. Uh, Paul had just posted a um, picture of he and George Harrison yesterday. I think yesterday was George's birthday. Of course, he's been gone since 2000 or 2001, for 20 years. Um, can't imagine the friendship that these guys had. Oh, how about this for a story? So my birthday is not till October, and here we are, February. I'll remember. But, uh, hmm? I'll remember. <laughs> The Keepa has gotten me in two early birthday gifts. Wow. So as our audience recalls, during the quarantine, I became a Beatles fan, yeah. like a significant Beatles fan. Like I always kind of knew the tunes and, you know, certainly our buddy Joe is probably the biggest Beatles. I've met him in first, fifth grade and somehow it didn't. You know, and then this happened, like a significant Beatles fan. So on June 1st, the Keeper and I are going to see Ringo Starr and the All-Star Band. Wow. Right in Worcester. Right in Worcester, he's playing on a Friday night. And then the following Tuesday, six days later, we're going to see Paul McCartney at Fenway Park. Wow, that's awesome. How amazing is that? So you remember we talked before because you, you were like, Trying to understand how you come to, how you come to another country, you know, speak a word of English. Right. And some, so, um, in the Azores, we used to listen to the Beatles on the radio. Hmm. So you're gonna find this interesting. And um, I remember singing along with with some of the songs that we'd hear that were Beatles songs, not knowing what they were saying, but you know, singing along as well as I could. Just copying the sounds of their English words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then, uh, you know, I come to America and then I learn English. And one day, one of those songs I used to sing along with, I'm not sure if it was a Yellow Submarine. I forget which one it was, but the song came on the radio. 
and I instinctively started singing along with it. And all of a sudden, I said, "Whoa, that's what this song is about." Because <laughs> I had now no you idea. Now you knew English. Yeah, <laughs> it's so strange. So you caught yourself singing the words in English and knowing them and remembering singing them before and not knowing what it meant. Right, yeah, yeah. Yellow Submarine's kind of a weird concept to get your head around, too. Well, a lot of the songs are... are I think they did a lot of drugs or something because some of the lyrics just don't make any sense. Well, they certainly did later on in their career. <laughs> wow. Crazy, Yellow right? Submarine, that would have been... Let me not embarrass myself in the podcast, but I want to say that was, I don't want to say what I want to say. I don't even want to say it. I want to risk being. 1960 something. Yeah, I'm thinking Revolver, but I happen to have. Hmm. Oh, thank God I was right. Yes. So uh, Yellow Submarine was on Revolver. It was? which was probably as they started to transition into a totally different uh, time of their writings and where they were going and cultural times, drug use, certainly. It was right after Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul was kind of the start of that. Like a lot of people call Rubber Soul the end of the beginning era of the Beatles and Revolver was right after that. So they were definitely getting different. And Yellow Submarine was right there. I bet that was 67, I'm guessing, probably close. Um, so there's one of those late night, late night shows where there's a, a British guy that is, is the host of the great you know late night show. I forget his name now. I know who you're talking about. Yes, I kind of consider him one of the minor late night guys. But I know uh, Craig Ferguson. No, no, it's not him. But oh. sometimes you would have guests come come in and they'd go into the car and they do uh, karaoke in the car. Oh, you're talking about yeah, I know who that is. Yes, so, uh, carpool karaoke or something. Yeah, so he was. Um, Interviewing What's Paul McCartney name? in England, and you know they're driving around and talking about. It. And Paul McCartney was saying, uh, "This is where I used to live. That, that was my house, right?" And I can't think of the guy's name because he's, he's a funny guy and he's a, he, he can sing and stuff. Come up with it. I'll search it because I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of an interesting thing. He's a performer and singer on his own, and very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. James Corden. Yeah. So Paul McCartney said, this, that's the house where I lived in, right there. He goes, oh, man, we should go there, knock on the door and see if they let you in so we can go see it. And Paul McCartney's looking like, you know, you know, he says, yeah, let's do it. So they went over there with cameras and they knocked on the door. And of course, the lady recognized Paul McCartney right away. And she says, he says, you know, I used to live here. And then um, what's, what's, what's that guy's name again? James Corden. Yeah, yeah. So he says, and it's just we could go through and just see the house. Uh, and she said, sure. So she opened the door. Let him in, right? So that it was, it was like open really the cool. door, let him in. Let him in oh, see what I did there? So then they go to a bar to have a drink, right? And um oh, when they play in the band. Well, what happened was somehow they ended up with a, an acoustic guitar in their hand or something, and they're singing a song at, at the bar. And now there's people outside that that you know saw that he was in there, so they start commencing up. Next thing you know, the bar is like totally full of people while they hit where the two of them are playing, singing and stuff. And all of a sudden, there's like a loud noise, and there was a curtain that opened up, and there was a band. Yes. yes. Have you seen that? I have. So the, I, I, the first part I saw was when they're in the car together. And James Corden is a performer and singer and very good. So he starts to sing this Beatles song. I forget the song. Paul McCartney's next to him. Paul McCartney starts to sing it with him. Right. 
I want to say Eleanor Rigby. I don't know what it was. And James Corden starts crying as they're singing. Like he was, it was so emotional. Of course, yeah. And so then I saw the extended version of that whole thing. And I, my understanding of that, they were in a club, they had a whole band set up. And apparently I think there was a jukebox. And so somebody would go pick a Beatles song. And instead of the jukebox playing, the curtain opens up and the band plays the song. It was amazing. The, the people in there were like blown away because they weren't expecting that. And it's Paul McCartney live in his club in, I think, Liverpool. Must have been Liverpool, right? Yeah, and uh, before they know it, the club is just jammed. And my understanding of the house that he grew up in was that that's preserved as a museum. Or maybe that's the wrong word, but it's, and the woman was basically working there. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, yeah. And I heard a story, I think I heard Paul interviewed, um, we often talk about podcasts. So one of my, one of my favorites, but a podcast I enjoy is called Smartless, and it's hosted by those three actors, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and uh, Sean Hayes. Yeah, yeah. And they had Paul McCartney on as a guest early on, and I think it was on that when he was talking about, oh, he said some great stuff. If you're at all a Beatles fan, that's, a, that's an episode worth listening to, because he says stuff on that podcast around the Beatles and stuff that George had said. He's hysterical. He curses on it. Like, you don't expect it. But he talked about the tour through that. And he said, we're all done. The woman tried to charge me because he had charged to take the, He's like, this is my house. I'm paying you to tour my house. Whoa. Oh, that's funny. Crazy. Huh? Wow. My buddy, Joe, your buddy, Joe, JV and the Retro Riders, um, met Paul McCartney. Uh, I'm actually working this into some of the talks I do because he basically set up he just knew one day he was going to run into him which is such an amazing expectation like they say wake up every day expecting great things to happen like what a great mindset so he was in london he was in i don't know where he was london and he was with his brother steve and they had split up or something like that and he saw him walking a dog across the street and he stayed there knowing that he had to come out and Joe's story was, I didn't want to be one of those typical fans and be all over. I just want to, when I see him, I was going to say thank you for the music, which is such a beautiful thing. And he had just been married to Heather, who he's no longer married to. And so he stayed right where he was. Steve got a grainy picture of him, of Paul McCartney coming out of this, going in or out of this. Strategically, he stayed in this corner knowing that they were, so Paul and Heather walked by walking a dog and they stopped. And instead of saying thank you, he just said, congratulations on your marriage. And Paul looked at him and then turned to Heather and said, well, that's very nice. And then they walked off. And I think from Joe's perspective, he said, at that point, my life is complete. <laughs> I think, uh, Such I think a cool Paul's, story. Paul's a real cool guy, I think, from everything mm-hmm. I've ever seen. He's, uh, you have, are you, were you familiar with the fifth Beatle? Well, that's a long conversation because there's a lot of people who are looking for that title. Well, I'm the eighth. I'm the eighth retro rider. I'm just not sure about the fifth beetle. I don't know if you can see it or not, but the, there it is, the fifth beetle. Oh boy, hold on. Oh, <laughs> the one between George and Paul parked on the left. Yeah, the white one. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what's interesting is uh, I was sitting with a guy with a friend of mine having a coffee the other day, and we're talking about something, and I'd say something, and he grab his phone and research it, right? Yeah, just like yeah. you were doing, because I saw you looking down. As I'm doing right now. Right, right. So then I said to him, do you remember when we used to be able to have a coffee and have a conversation and you didn't have to qualify everything that the other guy said? He goes, huh? I says, 
Well, I, I mentioned a couple of things. You have to check them on, on Google to see if it's true or not. I, well, that's how I just came up with James Corden. So, you know, you used to believe me when I said something. Now you have to check everything. <laughs> Can we just have a conversation without uh, you checking what oh, I said funny. on Google, see if it's good? You said, hey, dude, you're pissing me off. <laughs> see if it's good. I'm looking for something. Yeah. So that, the fifth Beetle, speaking of Beetle's fan, the license plate of that car is 28 if if um and of course beetles lore worked that into this whole story around the paul is dead concept like he would have been 28 if he had lived wow kind of cool so they can work anything and just kind of create a story about it but that's one of the storylines around that abbey road uh cover and the whole paul is dead thing hence the bare feet in that in that um my friend joe was telling me um the photo shoot for that i mean there were probably i was gonna say dozens probably hundreds of picture taking of them crossing the street and then they had to get that one which is the album company all the legs are lined up per you can imagine about how many got trashed trying to find that one perfect one and they must have put that beetle up there by on purpose because uh Good question. Good question. There's also a live webcam that you can, I don't know the name of it or the address, but you can search it and you, it's just constantly showing that view down Abbey Road. It's on all the time. Wow. Mm. That's crazy. Uh. And you can rent space. You can rent recording space in the Abbey Road studios. There's a podcast I listen to. One of my favorite Beatles podcasts is called... Um, screw it we're just going to talk about the Beatles that's the name of the podcast and it's out I don't, this is one of my faves I love it and um at one point the host Will Hines from Los Angeles uh, we should get him to be a sponsor of the no hissy fit zone he's next on my list he doesn't know me but I know him um went to uh there London and rented space and recorded two of his podcasts in the Abbey Road studios wow how cool is that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so many stories there. So that Abbey Road was their um, last album they recorded. And it was, this, oh. they, they released Let It Be after it. And that was the whole Get Back eight and a half hour TV series on, on uh, Disney Plus over Thanksgiving. That whole thing was about the Let It Be recording. But it was done before Abbey Road. It was just released afterwards. So Abbey Road was their last recording stuff. And oh, what a beautiful album. So Many people's new... favorite album. Many people's favorite. That's the one. The second half is the whole medley. They had all these pieces and bits. And they made it into an incredible medley, which is a lot of people's favorite Beatles song. So there's a movie. I'm not sure if it's out or not, but uh, about the life of the Beatles or whatever. Have you seen that? Um. There's a few. The most recent one was this one called Get Back, which was done over three nights. And it was just there's 58 hours of, of footage around the filming of or the filming of the making of the Let It Be album and the rooftop concert. So they took the 58 hours and edited it down to like three nights of a couple of hours each called Get Back. And that came out Thanksgiving. Um, there's another one called Eight Days a Week done by Ron Howard, which is about the touring years mm. early on. Um, there's a lot of movies out there about the Beatles. <laughs> Eight days a week, wow. Eight days a week. 
Think about that. This is a band that broke up 52 years ago. And still, we, the, how much we talk about them and how much their music still affects our culture and, and people and young kids today um, hearing this music and it's still timeless. Yeah. In fact, Will Hines, the host of Screw It, we're just going to talk about the Beatles, which is a great podcast. I recommend anybody checking that out. Um, jokes about the fact that he was born i think 1970 or 71 he goes i wasn't even alive when the beatles broke up and yet he goes on to do this there's i don't know how many at least 100 episodes of that podcast that's awesome fascinating and i love the story about you singing these songs it's kind of like in 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 the azores not speaking english and hearing this and singing along and what a cool story it reminds me like here, so here in America, we got some song, I'm trying to think of one where there's lyrics that are suddenly in a different language and we sing along to them, but we don't yeah. know what we're saying. You know that uh, like um, America's Got Talent or whatever those shows? Yeah. Well, I was watching, um, I was in my in-laws house one time and they were watching the TV, you know, the Portuguese thing, the, the channel or whatever. And it was one of those things, it was like uh, Portugal's Got Talent. And so a lot of the people that were singing, they're, they're singing English songs, you know, English. Um, you can tell by the way they pronounce the words, they have no idea what they're saying, but they're singing the songs because they learn how to. It's crazy, isn't it? That is so cool. I love that story. Suddenly you're fluent in English and you're singing the same song and you remembered singing it when you didn't know what you were saying. Isn't that something? Gosh, that all started with Yellow Submarine. We just, went this, we just brought it all back, it all full circle. Whew. We're getting good at this podcast stuff. You know, we should have a podcast every once in a while. I think it's a. Let's just make a deal, though. Let's not let's not have any hissy fits during the thing. Maybe once in a while we should have one. Sounds. <laughs> Would that be something for one day we had a real hissy fit? <laughs> That's it. We're not friends anymore. Yeah. It was a good run. We got twenty-two episodes out, and now we had a hissy fit, so we can't do this thing anymore. Listen, we outlived the last crew. <laughs> <laughs> he's still lately. He's still contacting me. He wants me to go with him to um, some golf thing. I forget what it's called. It's not really a golf course, but the, it's like a bar. The mini putt, the mini putt hole. No, no, the it's like a golf course. They play playing golf on a screen or something. So they're hitting the ball and. Uh, oh yeah, that's becoming a very big deal. I think it's Top Golf or something like that. Yeah, Top Golf is the big one, and they got. Uh, locations in some of the bigger cities and it's a very big um, business entertainment client appreciation they go out because there's waitress service and there's bar drinks food and then you're also hitting golf balls into this screen you can pick the golf course you want to play pretty cool i've never been to a top golf i played golf once with three guys that were playing for a long time and they invited me to go so i went a usf uh, golf course usf yeah USF. University of South Florida. University of Southern Florida. So these guys are these guys have been playing for a while and uh, they were they were good. I didn't know what I was doing, but for some reason the three would seem to work for me for everything. And there was one time you're, where I, you're preaching you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> so there's one time where I actually sliced it and the, the, the ball went off to the thing. So I was supposed to go get the ball, but so I get up jumped on the golf cart and I went to get the ball. Instead of picking it up, and I was trying to sink, 
kick it back with one handed from the golf cart. You know, and it was funny to, I guess the guys were laughing, but there's four guys playing behind us. I didn't think it was funny because, you know, these guys are like, so when I came up there, they're like making comments. I thought they were joking around. So the guys I was playing with said, Tony, no, these guys aren't kidding. They don't want to be held back. You need, he says, okay. So I said, sorry, man. You guys play through then. Yeah. And I didn't even know the, the lingo, but. Um, play through, you got it. Listen to you. But they asked me if I wanted to do it again. I says, no, it's not my thing, man. <laughs> so when, um, when, when the old guy, Mike, uh, Mike of Tony and Mike on the Mike podcast, I was yeah, going yeah. to, you know, we hooked up again. I used to listen to that podcast. I know they fell off the face of the earth. I don't know what happened over there. So anyway, but like you see, tell me for you, let's meet at Top Golf or something. I said, you obviously don't know me that well. That's not where I want to go. <laughs> so you were driving the cart, and then you tried to hit the ball with your club as you drove the cart past it. I was in the cart, the, the golf cart, and tried to hit the ball. Trying to hit the ball, and it, I hit it, but it didn't go all the way up to the to where I wanted to go. So I, it was like, when so you went from to... golf to polo. Uh, I thought you were going to say you're trying to scoop the ball up with your hand as you drove by it to common move. No, no. I, I was prepared uh, when you started this story. I was ready for a joke. Like I try, I played golf once, and I was doing great until the windmill. That kind of thing. I, I, I do that joke all the time. Yeah, uh, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that even I know it. <laughs> <laughs> and that joke, I have to blame on uh, Robin Williams, obviously. Well, we can blame a lot on Robin Williams, apparently. Yeah, he's not around anymore, so we can. Uh... Oh. So my son, Zach, who is quite the golfer, I might have mentioned this last time, to go had his very first hole in one. Yeah. In Florida, not too far from you. He's nice. down in Lakeland. Lakeland's not far from you, right? No. And he was at a golf course called DeBrow or something like that's the name of the town but had his first hole in one which is a, kind of a conversation that happens amongst golfers like have you ever had one and the vast majority say no even my father-in-law who's been playing golf for literally 75 years has never had one so Zach got his first hole in one very excited so I told you about some clients I had that I sold the house to at the, at the Eagles which is a golf course here in Tampa yeah yeah and then after they moved in, they called me up and said, Tony, we have our houses all set up. We have everything decorated. I'd like to have you come over and have a coffee with us. I think I told you about this story. Oh, well, they must have liked you. Oh, yeah. Some people do. Oh, yeah. Some people do. Most. Come on. So now there's a picture, of a frame on the wall of her with a, in a golf course, like on the, on the green. And she had the thing, you know, the club in her hand and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it says it had the name of the of the golf course was somewhere in North Carolina or something. Yep. And it says something about hole in one. Mm-hmm. I said, "Whoa, did you get a hole in one?" And uh, she said, "Yeah." And her husband started laughing. He goes, "Honey, tell him what happened. Tell him the story." Oh boy. So she she smacks him with the elbow and I says, "Oh, what's up? There's some kind of story here." She goes, "Goes, yeah, tell her, honey." She goes, "All right." So I we're playing golf and I hit the ball, and I know it was it landed near the green. So then, you know, when we walked up there, I couldn't find the ball anywhere. So I'm walking around to see if maybe it rolled off to the edges. Some I'm looking for the ball. And one of the guys we're playing with said, check the hole. Or the pocket, whatever they call it. What do they call it? Hole. Hole, yeah. Yeah. So she goes, oh, yeah, right. It's not really oh, yeah, hole. right. So she goes over and the ball was in the hole. So she got a hole in one without knowing that she even hit it. Mm-hmm. She just didn't see it. But they had that thing in the wall. So it was kind of a cool story. 
it's a big deal. People get that and they make the, they have these little holders, piece of, you know, wood thing that says a one and you have this little hole to put the ball in it. You can, yeah, it's a big deal. That's nice, yeah. Big deal. Most people save the ball, they get pictures and video. It's really, it, it's possible depending on the lay of the land that you don't see it go in like her situation. My first question to Zach was, did you see it go in? And he said, yeah, from where he was. So he bounced yeah. it, it was 147 yards. He said he hit a three quarter, uh, nine iron, meaning a three quarter swing because he knows distances. And he bounced it in the front and plunked it in second bounce right in the hole. That's awesome. And he saw it. So of course the friends go crazy. There's video of him a few minutes later getting the ball out of the hole. and. His face is, you know, lit up. You can just amazing. Does that call me Uncle Tony or no? Uh, I think he does. Yeah. Well, what did he call you <laughs> last time he called you? You know what? I can verify that on Google, buddy. So don't lie to me. Oh. Well, what did he say last time he called? Hey, Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony, yeah. How's Uncle Tony doing over there? Uncle Tony. I don't know why I just immediately drop into the Italian accent because I keep thinking about the Sopranos. Uncle Tony. So, by the way, thank you for doing this Uncle early. Uncle June. Thank you for doing this early because Terry has a uh, class here coming up, and I'm going to go another five minutes. I'm going to cut you down. I'll you cut you off. Plus, I came into the conference room here to do this and did not bring my charger. So, last time I did this, we literally said goodbye, and my computer died, which is why I just did this to kind of see how much power I got left over here. How much? How long have we been at this? This feels like we started 13 or 14 minutes. Yeah, something like that. No, we, I mean, we started. I was, uh, I was making a joke. Yeah, we're, we're almost, uh, I think, an hour into it. No way. 38, 10, so. 48. I think we're probably there. 47 minutes, 13 seconds. Totally guessing. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably the well, right let's wrap it up. Let's let's save some of the good stuff for next time. This is a, this is episode twenty-two. We are giving say, our. We're not that talented, so for us, forty-five minutes should be our limit anyway. Because uh, if we go longer I than think. that, people people are probably saying, "When are these guys going to stop talking?" Yeah, I really was in it for the first forty-five minutes, but then it went really downhill. Yeah, <laughs> that's what most of the comments are. So we listen, we listen to our audience. We'll 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 edit, we'll so change. Where in California is Joe at? Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach, yeah. Which is Orange County, south of LA, about an hour north of San Diego. What a beautiful spot. What a nice piece of the world. Nice. All right, so can't what say, we- I can't say enough about the Hyatt Resort on Pacific Coast Highway either. What a spectacular place. What do we want to say for the outing, outer, out, from the outro? Outro? See you next time. I don't think anyone's using that. I don't think anyone's using that. See you next time. Yeah. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Yeah. That's funny. We uh, we had a lot of um, factual things around history of the Beatles and stuff going on here. So if there's any corrections, we don't consider ourselves to be experts by any stretch of the imagination. So is there a chat box in the bottom of this? People can make corrections for us because we're happy to oh, we no, listen we, to our audience. We listen blocked, to our audience. No, I blocked that out so people can't do that. That's like the old customer complaint box. Please put your complaint here in the box. I mean, if there's a way for me to say uh, positive comments only. Ooh. Hey, so here's a crazy story and then we'll wrap this thing up. Next Saturday, I'm going to be in Florida. Are you? Yeah. Where? Jupiter. So I got my boys from seventh grade. 
five of us, we go back to seventh grade together and we get together. I used to say every year, COVID kind of messed it up, but we're, one of us lives in Jupiter, Bennett, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Bennett. I got to call him when I get out of here. Um, so those are the ones that for a weekend. Go ahead, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, my thought was, do I bring the laptop and do we do a, a podcast like we do where we're both in Florida, but it's still a Zoom like this? Because you're the other side of the state from you. Would you have the boys on it? That'd be kind of interesting. Oh, we could do that. We're getting very guest heavy here. We got the keeper today and then we get boys next week, very guest heavy. Is, is that uh, the um, is that the same group that went to see um, Get the Let Out? in? in, in yeah, so we move around with this trip. And so when they came oh. to Worcester for a weekend, well, that would have been four or five years ago. When they came to Worcester for a long weekend, my surprise for them was I rented a van and we went up to Hampton Beach and we went and saw Get the Let Out. Of course, we all grew up as crazy Zeppelin fans. And so that was a great night. Well, that's got to be awesome. Yeah. I wanted to do that, but I, didn't, I couldn't find five friends that would hang around with me all these years. Well, you got that one guy from the 70s. Well, he's in, he's 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 in question. We're going to put him in the penalty box for now. And next time through, you let us know if you solved that. He was absolutely just trying to help you through the process. Well, uh, I'm going to say that the, today's uh, sponsor is Robin Williams. Maybe rest Where do we send the invoice? Oh, May he rest in peace. Actually, one time, one time I saw that, um, well, there was a video that I saw that he was with a group of people that were his friends, and nobody could get a word in because uh, he was just like, he was so funny off the wall all the time that it was like ridiculous. So I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. that's what my friend was saying about that. But I don't know why he had associated me with that kind of personality. I don't do that that much. Do I? I think he was trying to say you were a funny guy and people enjoyed that. I think he was just trying to help explain what could have happened because there's not a real answer there. You know, us Portuguese, we're not all stupid, am I? <laughs> Let's wrap it up right there. You know what to say that was a Jim Picard. He'd say, uh, oh. hey, throw me down the stairs my shoes. <laughs> then he'd say, us Frenchmen, we're not all stupid, am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, buddy. Thank you for sitting in a little earlier. I appreciate that. I love you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, buddy. Let's see if I can. <laughs>